You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. And today I'm here with Van Plating, which I've never met you before, but I'm really excited to meet you. I'm excited to meet you. Get to talk to you a little bit. Again, it's just so great to meet you. I've listened to your music. It's really, really great. One question I have, how did you start? Like, were you a, a singer, a writer, or a, a musician first? Well, I started singing before I could really talk. So when I was teeny, teeny, tiny. Um, so it, it depends on if you mean professionally or like across my life. Music has always been um, just part of my life. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say for like the was it the chicken or the egg kind of question, melody is where writing has always started for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I write a lot of poetry and things like that. And I still I hear sounds when I do that. So I think it would be music first for sure. And then singing. I started playing the violin when I was three. Um, and my parents told me I could quit when I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I stuck with that for a long, long time. Uh, but singing and writing has always been like the thing, the thing that lights me up, you know? So that's what I'm doing now. That's awesome. Yeah. You've got an album out, some new singles, which are amazing. Thank you. What are some of your biggest influences because i've listened to your music and it's really great i just don't know how i would describe it i mean it's a little bit of americana Uh uh-huh a little how would you describe your music and what are some of the influences that's such an interesting question isn't it because when someone hears your music they hear certain things when you're writing your music you might hear one thing and then when you go into the studio sometimes that can go in a totally different direction yeah um For myself, I would say vocally, my big influences um, would be singers like Jewel from the 90s. She was a big influence on me, and she was influenced by Joni Mitchell. Um, Brandi Carlile is a huge, huge, huge influence for me. I love Brandi Carlile. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. I want to hang out with her one day and write a song. That would be awesome. (laughs) You should come. You should come. We'll do it together. (laughs) Uh, and then let me think. So Brandy, Jewel, Fiona Apple mm, yes. is also a huge influence on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the sound, I think where I end up leaning into Americana is while my voice doesn't necessarily have like an overt twang to it, mm-hmm. I'm sort of this fusion of like kind of, oh, Patty Smith. How did I not say that? Patty Smith is a huge, huge, huge influence on me. Um, but I would say that it's sort of a fusion of influences, like rather than really leaning hard into the one direction, um, I think of my voice as an instrument, um, almost to like, like a really OCD level. Uh And yeah. And so my influence are sort of in that grunge indie rock world. And then they move toward Americana, which is also something I grew up with. I grew up around a lot of bluegrass music and John listening to Johnny Cash and old country with my granddad. So that's what you're hearing is like, you can't quite like put it in one little 
uh, category. And that's pretty intentional because I think it's really interesting to sort of pull all these different things yeah, and put it. Mix, yeah. Mix yeah. your favorite mm -hmm. aspects of music together to make one really this big ball of amazing music. Yeah, and everybody does that. You know, yeah. we all do it whether we mean to or not, even yeah. if you're like a, um, like I was just listening to, I don't want to butcher her name. Is it Rhiannon Giddens? I believe so. I see her name. I haven't heard her name said a lot, so I hope I got that right. Me but, <laughs> but, you know, she's more of like a very, she's very much a historian in some ways, right? Because she pulls african-american heritage into appalachian heritage and all these other things but it still sounds new because it's her yeah. you know so i think that's yeah. wild and cool that is awesome yeah kind of on that subject what are you listening to lately well i've been on a hardcore sharon van etten uh kick lately um i just recently discovered big thief i, I don't know how i missed them in my previous life, but I'm really enjoying their new single and um, the record they put out a couple years ago. Uh, another Americana artist I enjoy a lot um, is Malin Pedersen. She's from Norway mm -hmm. and she put out a record called Wild Horse. That's just really interesting take on Americana. It's not quite like cosmic, you know, trippy Americana, uh -huh. but she's Norwegian. And so it's got this really interesting um, skew to it. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I'm just, I'm always going to be listening to like Fiona Apple and Brandy and yeah. all of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've done some really great things and you're doing some really cool things now. Thank you. How did you get to where you are? Like getting written up in Americana, uh, American songwriter and, uh, you know, you're about to play Americana Fest and I hope <laughs> all sorts of stuff like that. How did you get to where you are? Well, it's a journey, right? Like with anything. Um, I so I told you I started playing music when I was super little mm -hmm. and I majored in it in college and then sort of, you know, I did the indie rock thing for a while. And when I stopped touring, quit my band to have kids. I spent about nine and a half years having babies like every other minute. I have four kids. It felt like every yeah. other minute. It yeah. really did. Uh, Do you have siblings? Yes, I have a I have an older sister. Yeah. Oh, cool. So we have three girls and a little boy mm -hmm. and they are 10. Hold on. 10, eight, six and four. Mm hmm. So while they were being born, I was off the road. I had quit writing and I had this mel really like melodramatic inner turmoil thing going about how like, oh, music was over and I would probably never write again. And I was just going to have to be fine with that. And all this stuff that there were a lot of lies, I think, that were fed to me, you know, culturally, um, you know, like what is what's OK for a mom. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. And like, what do I have a right to? and um what's okay for me to want all of those different things that i mean those are just like surface questions but it got really deep with me so i like i shut myself off for a few years from writing mm -hmm. and i did lead worship at our church and that was sort of a place where i kept playing and it was actually a really fun challenge because at church 
you're playing to a bunch of sober people, a different set every week. Yeah. And it's an amazing challenge to get up there and rip your heart open and get those people to like wake up and be yeah. excited about something bigger than themselves. So as a musician, I was still learning a lot even during that time. Yeah. In fact, it's really hard to play a different set every week oh, and, yeah, not, yeah. and not tour on the same 20 songs for a year. Yeah, I can't um, even imagine that. So that was just wild and it was fun. And I pulled in a lot of my like old indie rocker friends to come and play with me mm -hmm. that weren't on the road anymore. And it was just a beautiful time. But then I started feeling the tug uh, to write again. And I tried to shut it off for such a long time. I had such a complex about my work and about whether it was worth anything and about whether or not it was even okay for me to want that when I had this job I loved and I had these four kids I loved. And at the time I was homeschooling and um, it just seemed like too much to ask to try to do music. And then one day I just kind of threw my hands up in the air and I was like, okay, fine. I can't keep going like this, not trying. Mm -hmm. So I sat down at the piano and I said, well, we'll see if anything comes out. And uh -huh. I figured, okay, you know what? I'm just going to write a little acoustic record to give away to my friends so that I will have done it. And then I can like put a bow on that and be done. And of course that's mm -hmm. not what happened because this is, this is what I'm made to do, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's important. It's important for my kids to see me doing one of those big things that I'm made to do. Yeah. You know, and it's important for me. I'm a much better human being when I'm writing music and playing music. Mm -hmm. And so that was terrifying, right? To like yeah. start something at zero. I hadn't been on the road in nine years and I had no connections anymore and no idea what I was going to do. I was just writing music and just showing up. I blocked, I actually had studio hours every afternoon and I had a babysitter come to the house and I ended up meeting someone um, who wanted to write songs with me. He was in California. And so we meet on Skype and write songs. And this is a really long answer. You can edit this down, right? <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, yeah. so it's, it's been a journey. So we wrote songs together for a year. Um, and I didn't know who would produce the album. Um, Bradley Walden, who, who co-wrote a bunch of the songs with me, mm -hmm. uh, helped me find a producer. Mm -hmm. And that was, again, that's another one of those things I never would have expected to work with Courtney Ballard. He's done platinum selling albums. Yeah. I, I, why, would he, why would he carve out two weeks for me? Um, and not only did he do that, but he made it financially possible for me to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I went out there and recorded a bunch of songs with a bunch of people I've never, I'd never met before. Mm -hmm. And it came home and I just, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I decided that this was so much bigger than me because, um, I, I just felt like it was important to now that I'd made the thing to give it a good chance to share it with people yeah. because that's part of the whole reason we make art. Um, this is to share it with other people. So I did a whole album campaign, um, had a wonderful PR agency that helped me with that. 
And that sort of got the ball rolling for real. Like all of the other stuff was like this ramp of preparation. Um, and I had the songs and I knew how to perform. But as far as getting those opportunities, it really had a lot to do with being smart about releasing the songs one at a time. Yeah. You, you know, mm -hmm. and um, then I play this little folk yeah festival, which is kind of a boutique um wonderful songwriters event in Orlando. And that's where I met a lot of my friends now um, that are based in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's all just sort of kept rolling, even with the pandemic, you know, I had had, uh -huh. I had festivals booked, I had a lot of stuff going, I'm sure you did too, um, before the world shut down. And I just kept writing uh, pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Uh, um, because what else are we going to do, right? We're stuck at <laughs> yeah. home. Uh -huh. We may as well make music. And um, those songs are, are, gosh, some of the best I've ever written. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's kind of what's gotten me to here, uh, you know, is really, really honing in on being present in my daily life. Yeah. And being like worrying most about being a human and connecting around my art as a human being, not just as a product. Yeah. You know, people get product pushed in their face all the time. They want to have a relationship. They want to hang out like you and me are doing. Yeah. And um, so that's what I want to create around my art. And I think that's how those opportunities have, well, I know that's how those opportunities yeah. have come about. It's through relationships um, that I've just been blessed to, to start meeting these people just in the act of doing things like this. And I try really, really hard to be vulnerable on my social media uh, so that I can get to know people. And it's not just about, you know, pushing something in their faces all the time. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So that was my long answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you just kept writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've released some uh, new songs recently, mm -hmm. and, I, and I love them. Are you Thank releasing you. any more music soon? I am. Uh, I don't know what the next single release date is yet because we've sort of been moving things around. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. I have a wonderful publicist named Rachel Hurley who's helping me a lot just with thinking through the timing of these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and the one who told me about you. She's awesome. Yeah, I love her. I cannot wait to be able to actually hang out with her in person once I have my second vaccine and I can go to Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, well, she's in Memphis, but anyway. Yeah, uh, so there will be another one coming out from this album, uh, which is being produced by Brian Elijah Smith, uh, who's a very good friend of mine. So Bird on a Wire and The Way Down, the two you've heard from this year, those are both um, produced by Brian. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when the full links will be out yet either. Probably the fall yeah. is what I would think. Mm -hmm. And then there's another record I'm working on that I think, like it, my gut says, I think I want to release it in the spring. Um, and it's a totally different concept and a totally different yeah. batch of songs. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm really excited about it too. And I <laughs> think because. I really like that that album you put out uh, two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And like Thank I said, you. your, your singles, uh, The Way Back and Bird on a Wire, are really, really good. And Thank so you. I'm really excited about these these new this new album. Thank you so much. Me too. Yeah, and the new singles. You've 
done some some really cool things. Your journey to, to get where you are is crazy. Uh, I know. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Now that you're here, what are some of your goals? Where do you want to get now? So you want my like big audacious kind of goals? Like the ones that Any would kind of goals. the ones that would sound super silly to anyone who is reasonable, but we don't think reasonably at all. It's, um, yeah, just anything at all. Well, I want I definitely want to hit the festival circuit. I have a very nerdy list of festivals that I'm going to be hitting up. I'm paying attention to who's opening up and I'm uh-huh. going to start applying to those. Yeah. Um, I mean, and down the line, like I really, you know, I can't control whether or not, you know, my dreams come true. Right. Yeah. But I can control whether or not I work toward them every day. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a Grammy award winning artist. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, and I want that because I want to um, show my kids that they can do it, you know, yeah. and I would very much, this is a more practical goal. I would very much like to be able to pay for my kids' education with my earnings from music. Mm-hmm. That to me would be like a huge, huge success. Uh, so those are some of my goals. And then, you know, there's people I'd love to work with. I'd love to work mm-hmm. with Brandy Carlisle. Um, I would love to hang out and wander New York City with Patti Smith one day and yeah. You know, I would love to just keep collaborating. That's the thing that gets me really excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is just collaborating and meeting more people like you and being able to, you know, build each other up through music. You already kind of covered some of this, but is there a dream show or venue or person that you would like to uh, play with? Is there anything like that? Mm, dream show. I mean, Red Rocks would be cool. Yeah, that would right? be awesome. That would be cool. Like, we don't dream small around here. Like, if we're <laughs> going to dream, we got to dream big. Um, I feel like a Japan tour would be really, really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, they really love music over there, and I have some fans over there. Um, what else? What else? I mean, gosh, I'd love to work with Jack White. I think that could be really cool because he does that like uh-huh. rock and roll meets Americana thing so well. He really um, does, yeah. Like he owns it. I, I love the album he did years and years ago um, for Loretta Lynn. It is, it's, it's insane. I forget what it's called because I have a bad memory. Um, but I think it would be really amazing to work with him um, producing some stuff one day um, and to just keep being able to not only make music, but to be able to perform, you know, everywhere and be able yeah. to meet as many people as I can uh, around it, I think would be rad. Yeah, that would be super cool. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks for having me. This was fun. This was really fun. It was great getting to meet you, get to discover your music and uh, your story. Yeah, so thank you so much for for sitting down and talking with me. Again, this is Jack Barksdale's Reach Revival. This is Van Plating, and I hope to see you next time.